Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck. Four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. Welcome into the KC Mavs at Coaches Show. I am Sterling Holmes, Sports Radio 810 WHB, live at Shields. I see the very large Ferris wheel and all, as it is the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Of course, we are joined by GM Head Coach Tad O'Had and Associate Coach Riley Wazlowski. Fellas, how are we doing? Doing well, doing well. Well, you guys do do well when you're 36-9-2-1, already First place in the ECHL, as well as surpassing last year's win total. Feeling pretty good, huh? Yeah, I know. We're taking good <laughs> steps forward, and, you know, it's been a successful season so far. What is it like when you've already surpassed the win total from last year? When you see this, you made the playoffs last year. It was a successful season last year, but you're already past that now. What's that mindset look like for you guys? I mean, honestly, last year was a step in the right direction, and we still have several steps to take forward. And so, you know, we, we don't focus on scores, we don't focus on streaks, and we don't focus on records right now. We want to talk about, you know, playing hockey the right way, doing things the right way. And we've got a very talented group of men that are great leaders. And, and it's exciting. What it is is it, it, it creates a momentum and excitement in Kansas City and within our locker room, that hockey culture. And we just want to continue to build on that. It's exciting. Well, and building is what you have done since you came to Kansas City. Four straight years, you have increased your win total. How have you been able to do that, building the culture in Kansas City? I, I think it, it starts with, you know, we, we built the right staff. We brought the right people in. Um, ownership, you know, Lamar Hunt Jr. has given us the ability to really build that staff. And, you know, understanding when I got here that Kansas City was very much a diamond in the rough. You know, uh, you know, bringing Riley on, you know, as the associate coach, he's done a phenomenal job. Bringing our goalie coach on, you know, really working on just, you know, then, you know, creating the affiliation with Seattle. We needed to switch affiliations, bring that in. But we, we've really talked about retention and recruitment, retaining the right players, and then recruiting the right players. Those are two very important things that we've been able to continue to do. And it's exciting. You know, go to work every day and got a great group of guys to work with. It, it, it's fun. Rally for you, with the success that the Mavericks have had, how hard is it to not look ahead to the postseason? How, how, how hard is it to reel yourself back in and say, all right, one game at a time, so what, 22 games left, if I'm not mistaken? It's uh, it's something that stretches on, uh, and so it's something that, uh, that that we definitely, as a staff, we want to make sure that, that our guys are just kind of competing every single Prior to Saturday's close loss at Wichita, the Mavs were 19-1-1-1 in the last 22 games. One of the hottest teams. How have you been able to play so well over the past couple months? You know what? Um, honestly, uh, it goes back to uh, just the, the guys sticking to the structure. Uh, continuing with our core principles of play, 
And then also, you know, this is a, a highly group, a highly motivated group of, of men that want to continue to have success. They've, you know, compete levels through the roof. They expect the most of themselves. And, you know, whether it be in practice or in games, you know, they love to score. They love to play fast, you know, hit them in waves. Um, it's, a, it's a great leadership group in the room. That And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a talented group of hockey players. Yeah, and if you guys want to watch the hot streak that the Mavs are on, make sure you get tickets Friday versus Utah, 7.30 p.m., Saturday versus Utah, 6 p.m., and then Sunday versus Utah, we're able to uh, uh, pull up some stats for our guys of uh, uh, just teams' records in general, uh, scoring first, having leads after the first period, having leads after the second period. And so um, getting off to good starts and kind of be getting in control of that game is, is no matter what level of hockey you're playing at is important. And so um, it's something that our guys have definitely bought into. We have a, a group that uh, that definitely uh, can, can get out to some leads, and, and we have the ability to really take it to teams early with our speed. And so it's something that's been definitely a focus point of ours, and, and our guys have executed pretty well with it. A pretty cool Maverick storyline here is last night Mason Morelli made his NHL debut with the Vegas Golden Knights, former Maverick from the 1920 team. What does this mean for you guys? I know he had a goal, he had an assist as well. It has to be pretty rewarding seeing a former Maverick do that in his NHL debut. You know what, we've had uh, seven Mavericks go on and, and, and play in the NHL, and I think most of all it's exciting for our players to see that, hey, listen, you know, there's a guy that was in your shoes, in your stall, doing the same thing you were doing. Now he's getting that opportunity. We have guys on this roster right now that are going to see opportunities in the NHL in the future, and so, you know, you tip your hat to him. He gets an opportunity. He's, he's 28 years old. He has a goal and assist in his first game, and to know that part of that journey was in Kansas City with the Mavericks is special. Um, we can use it as a great example for our players today. You know, in the middle of February, they're grinding, they're battling in the ECHL, but tell you what, there's days ahead. You continue to stay the course and uh, believe in the process. You know, might get an opportunity to play there as well. Uh, again, we are here live at Shields for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. If you've not had a chance to check out the hockey section here at Shields, make sure you stop by. Loaded with sticks, equipment, skates, and of course, Mavs gear it is the one-stop shop the best place to go for all of your hockey needs a few of the guests tonight let's talk about them so they don't have a chance to rebut right now because they're not on the mic right now maybe they'll get another chance when they come on in the second and third segment but kate borchart kyle jackson and jack lafontaine what do these three guys bring to the team uh, you know, they're, they're big parts of our team without question. Uh, kind of all, all different paths in getting here, which I, I think is definitely important, uh, you know, as uh, something that to stress on is, is that, uh, you know, you take a guy like Cade Borchardt who's coming out of, uh, out of college hockey at University of Minnesota State Mankato. Um, and uh, uh, a program that that perennially does very well, but uh, but uh, you know for whatever reason, Cade never never was a, a guy that got one of those NHL AHL contracts, and and uh, you know came in here to prove himself and, and done nothing but that. I mean, one of the leading scorer rookies in the league uh, does everything the right way, the way that he, he competes on the, the you know on, on all facets of the game, the power play, the penalty kill, five on five. Um, and then you get uh, Kyle Jackson coming out of uh, a major juniors up in Canada, and, and he's a guy that, again, on, on the Seattle's radar definitely and, and was a, a guy that, that had a contract with them, and, and they see him as a guy that just needs a little seasoning. And, and both, again, different paths where you have 
have a guy um, that's coming out of major juniors that's still only 20 years old, 21 years old. These guys are super young, and we just talked about Mason Morelli getting his uh, NHL debut. He's 28 years old. So, I mean, like, you think about these guys when they're eight years ago, you know, they're, they're, they're 12 years old playing hockey. And so <laughs> the things that can happen in that time, and so these guys, they, they, the great thing about our affiliation is the trust not only that, that they have in us to develop their players, I guess that's that's probably the main thing. And they, they put these guys here, not just putting them here to, hey, that's where they're going to be. And we're just, that's, you know, they're putting us there because they're putting those players there because they want them to develop and they see them as big-time future parts of their organization. And then Jack LaFontaine, again, a guy a little bit older in that process, but he's a guy that's had NHL experience. He played college hockey and he's played some games in the NHL and then he's been in some different organizations. But, uh, but uh, you know, Seattle... Uh, sees a lot in him as well, and, and definitely a guy that they they uh, see somebody that could could fill a hole for them if they ever need a, him up in the NHL as well. Yeah, what does that experience mean to your team when you have a guy who's played at those higher levels and they come here? How much do players gravitate and look towards those guys? Definitely, it's an important piece. Like, yeah, I look at like Jack Lafontaine, you know, Ryan Jones, for example, two guys that have spent a lot of games in the American Hockey League, and um, that really helps that experience in the room. You know, overall, we have a fairly young team and uh, young, hungry, highly motivated. But to be able to have that experience sprinkled throughout a roster, that's very important. Uh, obviously, Jeremy McKenna was assigned from Coachella Valley for the last few weeks. Very young. But how nice is it to have him with his experience as well, adding him into the mix? You know what? So he came to us last year, and he was lights out. Had some huge goals for us. Um, then he turned to heads. He was able to get a call-up. Had a couple call-ups and then stuck. And he was a, uh, a major player for them in their long run in the Calder Cup Finals. Um, he had some huge goals throughout that playoff process. We did not expect to see him back in Kansas City this year. And so when he came back, you know, of course it was exciting, you know, and Jeremy has always had a tremendous attitude. The kid's a gamer. He's a true Canadian hockey player. He loves shooting the puck, loves competing. What, what's true Canadian hockey player? Yeah, he likes to stir it up, you know, like he, he'll go net front, you know, you know, he'll, he'll talk trash, he'll ge- generate shots. The kid just loves being out on the ice. Like, if there's one place he wants to be, it's out on the ice. And so you got to respect that and love that. And you know what? To be honest with you, we got a lot of guys like that. They just There's no place they're happier than out on the ice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're here live at Shields for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. You fellas getting on the uh, Ferris wheel later? You guys going to? Yeah, I think so. I got um, my my son here with me, and so I think he's been eyeing that thing up. He's pretty pretty fired up, I think, to get up. I didn't know if you and Tad were going to go together. I didn't know if that was going to – you might tip it. Tad's biceps alone might might tip that thing forward, huh? (laughs) All right. We talk about this almost every single show, but the Mavs have been one of the league's least penalized teams this season. What goes into that? Obviously, it comes from the top down, discipline, all of that, but how have you guys been able to continuously have that in games? You know, I think one of our principles of play is discipline, and we we preach on it. Um, you have to have do selfless acts. You have to be willing to take a punch. Ideally, we want the guys to play hockey tough, whistle to whistle, eliminate the uh, the, the the stuff after the whistle, um, and ultimately, this is a very fast paced team. And so the brand of hockey in which they play, they want to play five on five. They want to play with speed. They want to play with pace. Um, and then these are these are disciplined players. 
you know, um, they, they want to play for one another. So give kudos to them. I will also point out, this is very impressive to me. The Mavs have four players in the top 20 in points in the league. That's un- unselfish. That's not just one guy getting it done. That's a multiple, multitude amount of guys who are finding ways to get it done. How hard is it to find guys that are that unselfish in this league? And what does it say to you guys that you have four guys in the top 20 in points? Yeah, well, first off, it's definitely it, it's something that takes work, without question, right? It's something that, that you have to be aware of without uh, – because everybody – in, in general, you know, they want to make sure they, they're getting theirs and they all want to do well to, uh, to, to put up numbers so that they can go to the next levels. And so it's, it's getting, getting the guys to believe and to buy into the fact that, hey, our team success is going to lead to all the individual success. And, and really, it, it's, it's not something that's easy and it's something that is a staff and it's something that is with our leadership group that you continually have to cultivate because the best teams in the end of the season and it's not necessarily the team that had the, the one leading score, right? It's but it's the teams that have the depth and, and we we can roll four lines of forwards. Sometimes you look at our lineup and we have guys that are slotted, say, on the third line or on the fourth line, which isn't technically a third line or a fourth line, but, but just the, the depth of our team is very abnormal. And and so we have the ability to come at teams with multiple lines and, and you know when you're on the road which is something that we probably feel has a lot to do with our road success is teams just can't match up against us because okay well you want to put your best offenders out against this line well we have two other lines that are equally as good and so uh, guys love that and guys love playing with good players and so um, and, and, and as you have success with it, it it makes it a lot more where guys just want to buy in and be a part of it. Yeah Ted for you how rare is this? Obviously you've been around a few years now you've had your other stops prior to this as well how rare is this to have such an unselfish team yeah it uh it's very rare um had some exceptional teams in florida you know two in particular i look at uh one lost in game seven of the kelly cup finals and i remember the depth we had on that team just the healthy scratch players that didn't play um went on the following year to be top players in the echl it is very much a challenge you know, we've got to continue to cultivate and manage and have a lot of individual discussions. It is extremely rare to have the caliber of players that we have. I mean, we're able to hit them in waves. And I applaud our guys because, for the most part, they've completely bought in to playing a team system. Although guys do want to get rewarded and we want them to get rewarded as well, for us to be the best team possible and win a championship, you have to have depth because eventually different things occur, call-ups, injuries, sickness, and so it has to be a war of attrition. And then the one thing about the ECHL, it is ever-changing. Nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. And it's how you manage situations, particularly when the storm hits, how you plug the holes in the boat and manage the situation. And uh, that right there, I applaud the guys because, you know, we've been able to get through some of these storms um, and continue, as Riley said, just to hit the opponents with, with waves. Um, and that's led to a lot of success. And again, another big weekend coming up Friday versus Utah, 730. Saturday versus Utah, six. 6- 6 o'clock Sunday versus Utah. Make sure you go to kcmavericks.com for tickets. What challenges does this upcoming weekend bring against Utah? 
This will be a good week. Uh, Utah's coming off of a really strong weekend against uh, Wheeling. The Wheeling Nailers, they were on a 12-0 and streak. They took two out of three games with them. Utah's a team that's maybe struggled this season, but they are much better than what their record shows. Um, they've got some players back from the American League. They have good goaltending. This is an excellent test. Um, wasn't pleased with our last outing. Thought we were flat. And so we get to go into this weekend, three games at home, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and play it like a playoff series. So this is a great test for us. Amped up about it. Cable Dom Marine has been packed recently. Um, this will be good, you know, for us just to get into the battle, uh, get a little dirty, and, and see how we can come out of these three games. Rally for you, when you're playing the same opponent, you know, obviously three straight nights in a row you learn something from each game but obviously the other team does the same for you guys how do you keep it fresh when you're playing a team three nights in a row well and not only three nights in a row i'd say in the last uh in the last month we played them another four times right and so we've played this team a lot uh you know one thing uh with this team coming in right now too is that they are desperate right they're hungry they're they're right in the mix of about three teams right now that are battling for two playoff spots and so when they're coming into the number one team in the league's building for three games they just can't afford to lose three games right and so you're going to see a desperate team you're you know we talk about you know preparing for playoffs and you talk about uh that type of hockey and how exciting that is well that is what this weekend is from their perspective and so for us and for our group and for our staff one thing that we have to make sure we're doing is that we're matching that because because you know, you look at the standings, we, these games aren't as crucial for us at this moment, so we have to make sure that we are playing like they are um, because that's, you know, what's going to help us continue to build as we go throughout the season. We're here live at Shields in Overland Park for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Shout out to everyone who showed up, everyone up there, everyone down below as well. Again, make sure you come to Shields. Hockey is everywhere here. The best hockey department you have is at Shields, Sticks, Equipment, Skates, and, of course, Mavs gear. Let's be real now. The Mavericks branding, their, their jerseys are fantastic. What all went into this rebrand? Because this is obviously very, very cool. I find it very fascinating. Quite frankly, I'm a little uh, alarmed I don't have a jersey yet. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> fix that. We will definitely fix that. Um, you know what? It's a it's a, uh, a brand that's really developed. Um you know, years ago it had that light blue on it, yeah. took that out. Um, you know, they had kind of that cartoon, you know, horse, you know, needed to eliminate that. The KC logo is a very strong yeah. bold logo. The black and the orange, you know, just a, a, a strong logo. Um, and we've had some fun with it. You know, we've got a third jersey this year because it's a 15-year anniversary. We took the old Kansas City Blades logo, kind of revamped it, Kansas City Mavericks, and that orange jersey really pops fans like that. Yeah, I also know that March has a few big theme nights coming up. Racy night with the Kansas Speedway on March 1st and then affiliation night on March 16th. What are you guys looking to on those nights specifically? Well, I think just in general, our theme nights this year, our, our, our front office staff has done just such an incredible job of, of the marketing of these. And the, then you pair that with uh, the success that our group's been having. Our specialty nights have been really exciting. Our, our in-game promotions and people, you know, if you, you don't know much about hockey, you come to a hockey game thinking, oh, I don't know much about this sport. I'm not going to get anything out of it. Well, I'll tell you, and it, it, that whole in-game experience and everything that that the game operations puts on, it's a, it's an event, you know, like it, it's 
it's exciting. And so those big nights when the, the, the crowds when you know are sold out are, are really exciting. We've also got a, a faith and family night coming up this Sunday, um, which is you know another really big one for a Sunday crowd. That's uh, an exciting one. And so all of those games, any of our Saturday night games for the rest of the season are uh, um, are, are going to be probably close to sold out. And so those specialty ones are, are pretty exciting, and our guys definitely get a little extra fired up for them. You guys have been fairly successful in the power play this season. What goes into that success? Well, I would say it starts with having good players, right? You need to have guys that that can execute. And so... um, Part of that as well is finding some consistency, which is very, very hard to do in the ECHL because there's players moving up, there's players you know, getting uh, with injuries and all this stuff to, to be able to keep guys together. Um, you know, we, we are, are, are happy where we are, but, uh, but we also feel like we've got another level without the power play and with the, the special teams. And it's something that, uh, that we're definitely continue to work on. And it's something that the guys love to work on because, you know, that they all, they really enjoy that, that side of it. And so um, it's, it's a, can be a game breaker. It can be a, in, in a playoff game, you know, one or two power play goals can be the difference of a series. And so, um, it's definitely something that, that, that our staff, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we think a lot on right now. And with our guys, we're just trying to continually build with it. Yeah. The first place Mavs, 36-9-2. Again, already winning more games this season than last year. Head coach GM Tad had and associate coach Riley Wazlowski. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. Cade Borchardt as well as Kyle Jackson, the players, joining us next right here. KC Mavs Coaches Show, live at Shields, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the KC Mavs and Coaches Show live at Shields. Joined now by a couple of rookies, Cade Borchardt and Kyle Jackson. Before we get there, I want to give a shout-out to Shields. We get some skates here. They have the Blue Line Guarantee Program. Guaranteed end-of-the-season trade-in value. Six-month fit guarantee. If you outgrow your skate within six months, Shields will replace it free. Personal, professional fitting on every skate. Custom skate, sharpening, and repair. Kyle, Cade, how we doing? Doing good. Yeah, nice to be here. Well, let's we'll start with you, Cade. What's it like being a rookie, getting yourself integrated into the the culture here in Kansas City? Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been awesome um, being able to have the opportunity to come here um, and finish up the season here after my college season last year at Minnesota State. Um, definitely helped me build into this season. Um, uh, yeah, this has been a, a pretty awesome season so far here. Um, just starting with the fans and everyone um, who's been coming out, and then um, I think our record speaks for itself so far. So it's definitely been fun. Yeah, it's pretty damn impressive. Let's be real, man. That, that's <laughs> very impressive, Kyle. For you, 21 year old rookie, uh, seventh round pick of the Seattle Kraken. You're here now. What's it like being in Kansas City? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great spot. Kind of like what Cade said there. It's a, it's a really you know great organization. It's a great atmosphere even just being in kansas city you know being able to you know go to a chiefs game and all that is awesome and then just the organization and the coaches and everyone has been really really helpful so far and you know i'm excited for what's to come here okay you rank third among all echl rookies in points how impressive has that been for you is that a goal for you going into the season and how have you been able to find the success so early into your young career um, I don't, not, I wouldn't say necessarily it was a goal of mine, but um, 
I mean, just having the opportunity to come here and play, um, especially this season. Um, our, we have such an amazing group of guys, and our record speaks for itself, like I was saying earlier. Um, that definitely helps, I think, for everyone individually. Um, I kind of heard Tad and Wes touching on it. Um, when when the team's doing well, individual stuff kind of falls in place. So, um, yeah, it's it's been an awesome season, and I look forward to uh, continuing it. Kyle, for you, how hard was it? You missed nearly two months with the injury. You're back now. You played in the last eight games as Mac is just riding the escalator down. Gosh, I love uh, Mac. Great <laughs> eyes. The, the little googly eyes as they move. Uh, fun fact, I was the intern one time, and I had to wear that. You know, that, that was me at one point. I, I was there. Mac. Yeah, it was a little steamy in that bad boy. Um, but but what, what's it like being back now after injury? How hard was it watching the team from the sidelines? Yeah, you know, it's always tough being out and just being up, up in the box watching the guys and you know, I was just trying to focus on focus on myself and my recovery and, you know, getting back and getting into the best shape I possibly can and even trying to come back in better shape than I was before, you know. So that's that's a grind, but, you know, coming back now, and it always takes a couple games to get going, but, you know, I feel really good now, and, you know, that's all in the past, so it, it wasn't too bad, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, Kid, you're on a five-game point streak. Why and how have you been playing so well recently? When you go on this streak... It almost feels like it's never going to end. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've been anything's been different lately. I think just just this team we have. Um, it's, it's it's hard talking about individual stuff um, with the team we have. I mean, uh, everyone's just an unbelievable player, and everyone's having a really good season. Um, and it, like I said, our record speaks for itself. It's really interesting because every single time we've done this, every time we talk about in, individual statistics, every single player like you, same thing. It's a team. It's team, team, team. I find that very refreshing. It's surprising. Quite frankly, I wouldn't have expected that. You know, a lot of times, are, yeah, it's about the team, but they also want the personal statistics. Obviously, speaks to the culture that Tad has built here in Kansas City. Have you seen this other other places, like even in college, obviously? I know it's a little bit different, but going back to college for both of you guys, have you ever had a, a culture like this where it's the team before me? I mean, you always preach that right um but there's something special with this group of guys we have here um i mean like i said i mean there's no like right now there's no holes in our lineup and uh, we have so much depth and um it's been it's been awesome to see and um we got to keep going yeah all right Kyle. So let's do a fun game here mm-hmm. you guys are here together you, you one thing you like about Cade. What, what what's your favorite trait he brings on the ice oh boy <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of things I can say. Um, I'll say, I'll say his his skill set in tight. You know, he's got got really good hands, really good skill, and can get the puck up in tight. And you know, he's a really good playmaker as well. Can make some passes. But for for Kyle, what, what what's your favorite trait on the ice about him? Uh, I like. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, no, but both both sides of it. Um, he. He's got a really good shot, and he can score from um, from distance. But um, he also is a really good playmaker. He sets up his teammates as well, and he had a couple of nice passes and assists last weekend. And um, no, I can't speak highly enough of him as a player. Yeah, we're here live at Shields for the KC Mavs Coaches Show for both of you guys. You've seen the crowds grow throughout the season at Cable Dahmer Arena. Obviously, everyone, make sure you get your tickets go to kcmavericks.com. Three games coming up this weekend: Friday versus Utah, seven thirty; Saturday versus Utah, six o'clock; and then Sunday versus Utah at for what has been like seeing the atmosphere at Cable Dahmer? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, these fans are crazy um, in a good way. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, even when I got here last year for playoffs and stuff, it was um, the, the full the full arena. Um, just the fans are going nuts and stuff, and just the 
all the stuff in between the periods and after the games. Um, it's just it's awesome to see, and um, hopefully it continues to go. And now, now the Chiefs are done and, and, and won it all and stuff, hopefully it just continues to keep getting better. But, um, no, it's been awesome. What are the challenges to playing three games in three days against the same opponent? Because I have to imagine, again, you learned something from them game in and game out. You've played them a lot this season, but now three and three. What are the, what are the challenges does that bring? Yeah, I mean, you, you try to just gear up as best as possible throughout the week and, you know, three and threes are always tough on the body, so that's that's on yourself to, you know, treat well and, you know, get prepared. And, you know, in terms of playing the same team, you just try to – you almost treat it like a playoff series and, you know, you just you just treat every game like it's, you know, it's a different game and it just how it plays out is going to be different every game. So you just try to go in there with the same mindset and how and focus on yourself and how you guys want to play. For you, Cade, what, what was the biggest difference going from college? You're at Minnesota State, now you're here – What's the biggest change from college hockey to the ECHL? Uh, I would say, kind of like he was saying, just like day management, um, week management. Um, in college, you know that you have the same schedule every time. Um, it's Friday, Saturday games, and then Sunday through Thursday you have time to prepare, and you, and you know that. Um, but here, there's Wednesday games, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, three and threes. We have a four and five coming up. Um, so I would just say managing your time away. Um, you don't practice as much as also more taking care of your body and your mind and um, and making sure you're ready to go when the puck drops. For both you guys, what's it like when you're you're taking those bus rides on the road? Is it how fun is it? How grueling is it? Is it a chance to bond? A chance to sleep? How do you pass the time? You just pointed right to him. You said, Kyle, here you go. You take this one. <laughs> no, it could be it could be fun. You know, it's we got a little sleeper bus actually, so you know the the sleeping part of it's not terrible. We can get comfortable up in there and. You know, there's some nice, there's some nice areas where the guys can hang out. You know, get the Xbox going, throw, throw on some Netflix and stuff. So it's not terrible, and you know, I don't, I don't mind it. It's just, it is a little bit grueling in terms of you know the schedule and yeah, you know, busting overnight and all that stuff. But it's just, it's just what goes with it. What's the go-to game on the Xbox when you're on the uh, on the road? Uh, I'm, I'm, not good, I'm not good on on the Xbox. Yeah, uh, I, I retired my time there, but I, I see him playing all the time. Yeah. When you're playing Madden, yeah, I'm Madden a big Madden guy. I like that game a lot. We got a bunch of guys that like to play COD as well, but oh, yeah. I like to stick to Madden. So, uh-huh. but yeah, that's good. Uh, team is again 36 nine and two this season. You've already surpassed last uh, season's win total, which again they, they've built year over year over year here in Kansas City. You're now part of the fun. Right, you you weren't here the first couple of years. Obviously, last year was a step in the right direction. This year has been just blossoming into phenomenal success. W- what do you owe the success to so far this year? I would say just the locker room we have, the organization we have. Um, it's, I mean, there's this. It's selfless. I mean, that's a, that's the word I uh, would would say to sum up uh, this team. Um, there's no there's no I. It's all uh, it's all we. And um, when you have that and everyone's buying into that, it, it goes for a good team. And the organization side of the thing, starting with um, the president, the owners, the coaching staff, everyone has us prepared in the right ways. And um, it's just a, it's, everything's been going well so far. With a lot of guys going up and down, obviously, ECHL, how hard is it as a player to adjust to other guys' playing styles? If you've never played with them before, then all of a sudden they're thrust into the game and you're like, yeah, we've practiced a couple times, but it still don't have the same, you know, camaraderie with this with this dude. How difficult is that? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think we've been pretty fortunate with this team that you know that hasn't happened too much. Um, we've had a couple guys come down, and you know they we they fit in great. You know, just the guys that we have, and everyone is so you know supportive, and you know just take them in great. And um, you know, in terms of just chemistry, we try to try to build that in practice, even if it's a couple quick quick days and. You know, so it's not it's not the biggest problem, and we just that's 
the big part of this league is up and people are up and down, so we just got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, again, we are here live at Shields for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Are you fellas getting on the Ferris wheel? You, you, you heard uh, Riley say he's getting up there. Yeah, Tad said he's going to get up there. You boys getting up there? I'll take a video of you when you go do it. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I'll be down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Mavericks are the only team in the ECHL to rank in the top five in both goals scored as well as allowing the fewest goals. That's rare. Like, normally one team's either good offensively or you have your your great defense, but you guys are both. How impressive has that been, and what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I think it's kind of like you said. I mean, it's you don't see it both sides too often, um, and that's that's something we take pride in. We have all year. I mean, if I mean if you're leading in in, in uh, the offensive side of things and and managing the defensive side of things as well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have a good team and. Um, it kind of just speaks speaks volume to our, our locker room and the guys we have in there who we all take pride in um, playing both sides of the puck and both sides of the ice and yeah it's been uh, it's been awesome to see that. Uh, Kyle, for you, you're from Ontario originally. Yeah. How big of a change is that from there to Kansas City? Because I have to imagine it's a pretty large difference there. Yeah, you know, it's just I think you know Canada to America just in general is a bit of a difference, you know. So do you actually drink milk out of a bag there? Oh, I'm yeah. talking. You do well. I mean, you throw the you throw the bag in the cart and like a cart, and then you, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Did we don't, you know that? You, see, no. you learned something new, right? Yeah, oh, I've been I've been a cart yeah. my whole life. Yeah, see, <laughs> Never we're heard learning, of a bag. we're learning Canadian culture. Yeah. Here. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly. You got to know this with hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of words as well, and just that's a little bit different. But you know, it's it's fun to learn. So yeah, I've enjoyed it. Have you ever said a word in your teammates or like a Canadian? version like a slang word in your team it's like dude what what are you talking about yeah oh yeah there's a bunch i mean even just like i don't know like tournament for example most guys over here are like tournament and so there's a bunch of words that are a little bit different and they don't understand but yeah it's all it's all there's, a, there's always, a, always a few canadians also one of them says something stupid they all kind of back each other up <laughs> there you go we all got each other's do, back do you ever go like you know team usa versus you know team canada on the ice who would win that one in the wow. Mavericks room, in the Mavericks locker room. They outnumber us. Yeah, yeah, we, we got the numbers, out. but, yeah, I so mean, it would be tough. <laughs> we could split up a small group and try, try it out, but, yeah, we definitely got the number on that one. Uh, Kyle, for you, what was it like being drafted by Seattle, you know, seventh round 2022? What was that like for you? Yeah, you know, it was an unbelievable experience, uh, unbelievable dream. You know, it's always a dream growing up to, to be drafted. And, you know, just for that to happen, you know, especially the year after where, you know, that was my second year of eligibility where I didn't get drafted. So that was you know, it felt even even better just doing it that way, and you know, to be drafted by Seattle, a great organization. You know, a new team, with, you know, a bunch of brand new facilities, all top top notch stuff. So that's that's really great, and you know, it's it's been awesome. Cade, for you, so you have six power play goals already, right? Twelve goals overall, six on the power play, and you also have thirty six assists. How have you been able to be so unselfish? Is it just constantly looking for your teammates? Um, what do you attribute that to? Uh, I've, I guess I've always kind of been a. <laughs> is that the mascot up there? Mascot. <laughs> Wait, is Mac rocking that right now on the Ferris yeah. wheel? <laughs> Where's he at? I got. Oh, there we go. Mac is crushing it on the Ferris wheel. Would you like to be in there? In, in that, you know. <sighs> he's good by himself. <laughs> you think he's, you don't you don't want to sit in there with him? Get smushed on there. There isn't much room in there with him. So. Man, Mac Mac's smooth up there. I thought the thing would be rocking. Oh, he's scared. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what do you attribute your um, ability to be selfless in these situations to be, as well as finding the times to be aggressive, especially in regards to power play? Yeah, like I was saying, I've, I've always kind of been a pass-first guy. Um, I, 
I love setting up my teammates. It's something I've always enjoyed more than scoring. But I mean, obviously, I would I love scoring as well, and I w- wish I had more goals. But um, no, I also playing with Patrick Curry and Nolan Walker. Uh, yeah. They're two leading scorers right now. Um, they both have a, a nose to the net and um, have good shots. So. Um, yeah, it's worked out. <laughs> Cade Borchardt as well as Kyle Jackson. If you guys want to see these guys live in action, make sure you go to kcmavericks.com. You have three opportunities this weekend, Friday versus Utah at 7.30 p.m., Saturday versus Utah at 6 p.m., and then Sunday versus Utah at 4 p.m. Fellas, appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome. Before we go to break, I want to say this. If you've not checked out the hockey section here at Shields, make sure you do. Loaded with sticks, equipment, skates, and, of course, Mavs jerseys. Come down to Shields. We'll take a break. Come back. Casey Mavs Show rolls on. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome again to the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Sterling Holmes here live at Shields in Overland Park. And that Ferris wheel is bumping. Make sure you download the Mavericks app if you do. It's on them. They're getting the Ferris wheel tickets, and it is a party here at Shields for the KC Mavs. Joined now by goaltender Jack LaFontaine as well as goalie coach Rob Couturier. Fellas, how we doing? Good, how are you doing? Is it like having your boss here on air with you right now when he's the goalie coach and you're the goalie? You know, you gotta. No, it's definitely not my boss. Definitely not that. That's good. I think a supporter in my corner right here. There we go. Come on, bosses can be supporters too. They want what's best for you. All right, this is your first season here in Kansas City. What what has the transition been like? You were drafted in the third round in 2016 by the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, you were at University of Minnesota. And now you're in Kansas City. So you've been all over the all over the map here now. What's it like here in KC? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, this is my third year pro, obviously, so uh, I've definitely been around the block. I've been to many organizations, many programs, and uh, Kansas City, for me, it takes the cake, really, just as far as the living situation, uh, coaching staff, and the fan support. It's it's pretty incredible, and uh, it's hard to really advocate to other players on this team, especially rookies, just how fortunate we are to be in this situation because this isn't uh, regular in pro hockey. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely very, very cool to be a part of. Yeah, well, well Rob, that that's a little nod to you right there. That's the, there's the coaching <laughs> staff where they're trying, trying to suck it to the boss again. Just more playing time. Yeah, yeah. More, more, more PT. <laughs> what, what have you seen from Jack this season? Uh, I mean, Jack's been incredible this season, and, and he just keeps growing his game, and he's such a student of the game. Um, it's really fun to work with him, um, and we kind of speak the same language, and I knew that right from day one. Um, so we kind of get to geek out together about both the position, and I think we're both obsessed, so that really helps, you know. Uh, but, no, Jack just keeps growing his game, and, and I love to see the success come for him. What has it been like for you, Jack, bouncing around a little bit, right? You were two months in the AHO with Coachella Valley this season, then you're here. How hard is it to get into a groove when you're moving around? I mean, that's one of the struggles of pro hockey, obviously. Like, there's constant movement. Uh, injuries happen, and you got to get on a plane overnight. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. That's that's part of the job. But, um, again, like, going into my third year, like, I'm, I'm doing a better job of managing uh, the travel and trying to find inner stability with all the movement. And, uh you know, it's pretty easy when you're in the Seattle organization with two great teams and, you know, both goalie coaches, uh, especially Rob down here and Colin Zulinello up there, they're, they're really good to work with and 
makes for an easier transition. Rob, for you, what did you see from Jack when he returned after his stint at the AHL? What what did you see the biggest difference? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, You know, first of all, there are some great shooters in the ECHL, and that only gets better at the AHL level. Um, So I saw a lot more patience in his game, um, willing to outweigh the shooters and force them to do something they don't want to do. Um, So that was a big part. But then there was also, he came back with a freshness and and sort of a a renewed sort of passion to, to, you know, Keep keep going. Yeah, um, so that's been fun to see. Is that a playoff stash you're growing it right sure there? Is. I mean, because he didn't have that last time. No, sir. I mean, Jack, I'm telling you, last time he was here, he did not have that. I think he saw my glorious, glorious <laughs> stash. I, I was inspired. Yeah, he was inspired. I see. Actually, Riley put us all to shame. Riley really is the best. Yeah. I, I just grew up for the for the the playoffs for the Chiefs. Right. I was like, I'll grow one out because they won the Super Bowl last year, so I did it this year. So I think it's just a lucky stash. But of course, it's gone now. But uh, I like that, Rob. You, you, you need to. Does it make you a better? Uh, uh, goalie coach. It does. Did you respect him more with, with the mustache? You think you learn more with with a mustache led? I think he uh, became a little bit more wise. I don't know what yeah, it is. So. It's probably the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the unselfishness, I think that's what I, I I garner from this team the most because I've been around a lot of teams, seen a lot of teams. You don't always have the unselfish players, especially in the ECHL, right? A lot of guys they want to be the guy. But you have a lot of the guys, and that's why the Mavericks have had so much success this season. You have been in a lot of different organizations now. How rare is this to find? It's extremely rare. I mean, not just in hockey or in any sport for that matter, but in life, right? There's going to be egos no matter where you go in life. And I think that's what makes this group so special is uh, the sacrifice people are willing to put aside for the betterment of the team because, again, uh, it's a special team we have, and this team doesn't come uh, come around every five years, every ten years, and we have the opportunity to do something here, uh, to do something really special here. And uh, even on the goaltending side, like we have three capable goalies, and uh, each one of us are supporting each other just to make sure that we're getting to that ultimate goal of putting a ring around our finger. Yeah. Rob, what's it like having three different guys? They all but three obviously bring something different to the table, so you have the ability to mix and match. You know, sometimes you're on teams, you're like, oh, oh I don't know if I can use a second or third guy. But but here you have three dudes that you trust. What is that like for you? Sure. It's it's actually, you know, it's it's one of the bigger challenges, but I think it's probably the funnest part of my job um, is is learning kind of what makes each of them individually tick and, and how to help them um, you know, feel good about their game and improve upon it and, and really thrive when they get the opportunity. I will also point out, over the last couple of weeks, you moved up into the press box yeah. during the games. What's that like been for you, the vantage point, and what was the ultimate move that led to that decision? Um, you know, so in NCAA, where I was coaching before, I always was up in the press box, and um, and so I knew that that's where I wanted to get up to, and and. You're you're more part of the game when you're watching from up there, and and you can you hear things, you see things, you know, specifically with the, with the goalies. I can kind of watch their movements a lot better and understand kind of what you know what our next step is going to be. Yeah. Outside of the mustache, what what does Rob bring to the table that's been different from some of your other goalie coaches? Well, I mean, every goalie coach has their own philosophy, ideology. I think the reason Rob and I get along so well is a Rob's a great person, and I gravitate towards that, but on top of that, Rob, he's open-minded. Um, there's no ego with Rob, and he's very easy to work with. And um, most of the time, our conversations are not really uh, what's going on on the ice, but more so what's what's going on between the ears, 
and you know just geeking out about the position itself because it's it's a great position and it's something that i'm obsessed with and i know rob's obsessed with (laughs) so we truly just talk about that all right how bad does it hurt when you get hit with one with with just an absolute slap shots going at you you think you got it maybe it hits off the shoulder a little bit what's that feel like paintball I, I don't even know in the moment. Like, it's so hard to describe. It, it, it is. It's like, it's just an, almost like an oof. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, Rob, you're just sitting there going, oh, man, I know what that feels like, and I'm so glad that's not me anymore. Yeah, poor, poor Jack. Lately, he's just been taking him off the dome a lot. So. <laughs> Minus one bad game against Idaho, which we're not going to bring up. We're not going to talk about that game. Uh, the Mavericks would be at the top of the leaderboards in penalty kill this season. Can you both talk a little bit about the improvement that you have seen on PK? recently well i mean penalty kill the the saying is your best killer has to be your goalie obviously um but saying that i mean again with our depth on our team like especially on the back end like our our penalty kill is something that actually like for me it it gives me confidence it's like okay we're going on the kill it doesn't matter like we're ready to go and again guys are willing to sacrifice their bodies to block shots and uh, it, it's one of those things throughout a season that you're always tweaking, but uh, for us, like we just always find ways to, to kill it off because those are massive momentum changes. I, I think of it as, as a five-man unit, and that includes the goalie. Um, you have to work in conjunction with your, with your four killers, and you have to be on the same page because you're always going to give up something on the penalty kill, and it's a question of what are we going to give up, and your goalies have to be you know trusting of the guys that are out there and they have to it has to be somewhat predictable what what is being given up so they know they have to get to their spot yeah. and, and we've done a good job with that we are here again live at shields for the kc mavs at coaches at show at shields they do the blue line guarantee program guaranteed end of the season trade in value six month fit guarantee which means if you outgrow your skate within six months shields will replace it free personal professional fitting on every skate and custom skate sharpening and repair there's a big playoff push coming first and foremost how hard is it not to look forward right i mean you've had a great season you know where you sit first in the echl how hard is it to not look forward to the playoffs of of course you're always excited about you know what the possibilities are but i think right from day one we always talk about being where your feet are you know being in the moment and and not getting ahead of yourself and that for goaltenders that's really really important and it's about you know actually even today we were talking about it's just sometimes the next puck coming at you you know and and that's as far into the future as we can really ever focus well because it's gonna hurt if you don't pay attention (laughs) exactly Yeah, I, I mean, literally Rob took the words right out of my mouth. It's funny, like we were having a conversation today, and um, it's such a long, grueling season. I don't think there's any other sport truly that has such a grind of a year, and at that point you can't look to the past. You can't look to the future. You have to stay present, and right now present, you know, we're doing this radio show, got to practice tomorrow to prepare for the weekend, and, you know, when the, when the next challenge arrives, we'll be prepared and ready to go. Exactly. With eight weeks left in the regular season, I'll start with you, Rob. What do you want to see from Jack and the goalies in particular? Honestly, just to keep uh, keep on keeping on as we've been doing, you know, and it's uh, it's um, the little details, and it's our routines, it's our habits, it's our it's our you know our daily goalie sessions, and then having a good team practice, and and just focusing on those little things, and not getting ahead of ourselves. Um, and I think that's what will lead us to ultimate success. Yeah, Jack, for you, what what do you want to see personally and team wise, especially at goalie over the next eight weeks? Is there a certain spot that you're like, you know what, I think I could do better here? Maybe everything's just golden. And you're like. You know, just 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 maintain. 
Well, that's the beauty of the position, right? Like, you're never <laughs> going to look in the mirror and ever be happy with who you are as a goalie. And that's why I love the position so much. You're always chasing uh, or finding better ways to improve. And, um, again, like eight weeks left in the season, there's always details. There's always something you can continue working on. And, um, again, with Rob and uh, the support of my other two partners, I think that's definitely doable. Yeah. As the season has gone on, the crowds have grown as well. Obviously, that comes with success when you are – Winning the way you guys are winning. Folks want to go out and, and see that they like the entertaining style. Again, top five offensively, top five defensively, yeah. just an all-around great team. What has the crowd been like at Cable Dahmer for you guys? Well, I mean, everyone loves a winner, right? But, <laughs> uh, you know, again, like that, that atmosphere, it, it's such a pleasure to play in front of. And um, it definitely gives us the true home ice advantage feel. And, again, like, you know, this doesn't happen a lot, this, yeah. this support from the fans. This isn't normal. So it's just to really embrace it all and actually be grateful for the outreach the community has for us. It, it actually reminds me a little bit of college hockey where you get that support, and it's it's been incredible to see it grow over the course of this season. We've had, I think, some of our, our biggest attendance games, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it is an advantage for sure. When it comes to game in, game out, when do you know you're going to be the guy starting in goal? It's, it's always like 24 hours before. 24 hours before? Yeah. Do you have a good game plan then? I, I mean... Is it the same thing every single time, or do you, do you switch it up? Are you, are you a uh, uh, superstitious, I should say? I should say. No, I'm, I'm not superstitious. Um, just a little stitious? Just a little stitious. There you go. That's a good quote. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, again, like I have my routine, and I stick to my routine, and for a lot of goalies, that's what gives you confidence. Yeah. Goalie Jack LaFontaine, goalie coach Rob Couturier. Fellas, really do appreciate it. Great to see you. Yeah, thank you. This was the KC Mavs Coaches Show right here live at Shields. Make sure you go to kcmavericks.com to get your tickets. Friday versus Utah, 7.30. Saturday versus Utah, 6. Sunday versus Utah at 4. Again, the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Until next time, we are out.